0: tortoise hello i'm claudia and this is the sense maker from tortoise one story every day to make sense of the world today what happens when you treat a super wedding like a billion dollar business deal we dive into the world of nicola and brooklyn peltz beckham that's after a short break Hi, I'm Nicola
1: Peltz. Hi, I'm Brooklyn Beckham. And, and this, this is, is the, the GQ, GQ couples, couples Quiz. <laughs> that was really <laughs> oh, on scene. I'm like, good. Are you ready? 100%. OK.
0: Name all my... all this... In early 2022, Nicola Peltz, the daughter of an American billionaire, and Brooklyn Beckham, the son of Britain's most famous couple, David and Victoria Beckham, were in the middle of a PR blitz. Charming and chatty, suddenly they were everywhere.
1: Hi, I'm Nicola Peltz. And I'm Brooklyn. And this is British Vogue's... Mr and Mrs Challenge. I mean, Brooklyn, you're getting married in a couple of months' time. Congratulations. Thank you, thank We're very you. much looking forward to it. Hi, Vogue, it's Brooklyn. And today I'm cooking a special Valentine's dinner uh, for my fiance Nicola.
0: What they were selling was themselves, or really their relationship. In April 2022, they were getting married. It was a fairy tale for the digital age, and it was supposed to launch them as the new Gen Z it couple.
1: Describe my ideal wedding. Probably our two families, very small, very (laughs) petite, you know, very lovely, like, (laughs) colors, like light, your favorite colors, light pink, light blue, you know, creams. You know what, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but our, our wedding's going to be lovely. You did have good. <laughs> what food do I hate? You hate uni?
0: Brooklyn Beckham's attempt to describe his fiance's ideal wedding was slightly off. A couple of months later, they tied the knot in a multi-million dollar ceremony at Nicola Peltz's vast family mansion in Palm Beach, Florida. With around 600 invited guests and three days of celebrations, it was not small. The wedding was exclusively covered by Vogue. The magazine detailed the speeches, the emotion, and of course, the year-long fitting process for Nicola Peltz's custom Valentino dress. It was a picture-perfect day with a press rollout that was planned to the final detail. Until eight months later, when Nicola Peltz's father, Nelson Peltz, quietly filed a lawsuit against two of the wedding planners. Nelson Peltz spent 2022 building a multi-million dollar stake in Unilever, their consumer goods company, and gearing up for a fight with Disney to try to get a seat on the board. This is Spencer Jacob from The Wall Street Journal. He's not the largest shareholder by far, but he's the loudest shareholder and was demanding all kinds of changes. With a fortune estimated to be around $1.5 billion, Nelson Peltz is one of the wealthiest people in the United States. So when he filed a lawsuit requesting two wedding planners who briefly worked on his daughter's wedding, return a deposit of $159,000, pocket change for a man like him, heads turned. The original wedding designer had left with just six weeks to go. And the new planners, Nicole Braggin and Ariana Grijalba, they lasted a matter of days. In the lawsuit, Nelson Peltz describes Nicole Braggin and Ariana Grijalba as unprofessional and incompetent, and accuses them of misrepresenting their experience. He claims that they were fired before they signed an official contract. But the wedding planners are fighting back. They filed a countersuit for breach of contract, labelling Nelson Peltz a billionaire bully. They released hundreds of private text messages and emails from the run up to the big day, and predictably, the countersuit has gone viral. Would any of us actually get a about this wedding were it not for the insane lawsuit? Absolutely not. Plus, everyone knows the litigation is likely to last longer than the actual marriage itself. You know how your wedding's supposed to be like the best day of your life? Well, not so much for Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham. Nicole Braggin and Ariana Grijalber allege that they saved the Peltz family from public humiliation by bringing order to a chaotic situation. It's a bomb dropped right into the laps of Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham. So why does it matter?
1: Hello, I'm Jeevan Varsiger. I'm climate editor at Tortoise and host of a new podcast called Counter Crisis from the Centre for Disaster Protection, a UK government-funded international organisation which works to change how the world plans and pays for disasters. If you follow the news you'll know that more people than ever are in need of humanitarian assistance. War and climate change are affecting millions, but the solutions haven't really kept pace. Finance is key. We saw during the pandemic that the countries that found it easiest to borrow money were the most able to respond, and not the countries that were the most affected. Across three episodes, covering disasters, the losses caused by climate change, and our response to disease outbreaks, I'm going to try and make sense of this. Why are the current ways we respond to crises inadequate and how can we do better? I'll be speaking to experts to rethink the recovery from crisis and find out why prearranged finance can help get aid where it's needed. You can listen now. Search for Counter Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode.
0: The Peltz-Beckham wedding lawsuit is a glimpse into the world of the rich and the famous. It's about the game of celebrity and who knows how to play it. For Nelson Peltz, the calculation seems simple. He is out to right a wrong. A source close to the Peltz family told Tortoise that the behaviour of the wedding planners demanded a response. No, it does not surprise me to hear that Nelson Peltz or, or someone with his track record is fighting over perhaps $150,000 and being litigious because you know you the mindset that he has a sort of a bulldog watching every penny bottom line mindset is what one needs to get to that level of wealth in Nelson Peltz's business world being likable doesn't matter but for his daughter and son-in-law being liked is everything The details of the lawsuit undermine the carefully crafted image that Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham and their team of PRs have spent months curating, of a perfect, frictionless lifestyle and a perfect, frictionless wedding. It reveals to the world how artificial the whole thing is. Chris Lockery is editor of Pop Bitch, the celebrity gossip newsletter.
1: I would think this only sort of makes them look uh, like disinterested self-involved nepo babies which is really the sort of thing they probably are trying to avoid it's the, the worst possible combination of being very fixated on tiny details and then very very sloppy with actual proper logistics that might help
0: it's hard to cultivate a brand new effortless image when your texts are being shared all over the internet telling a different story The lawsuit is a rare moment that we get a glimpse behind the curtain and see the ugly reality of how the celebrity sausage gets made. And it shows us the competing priorities between wealth and fame. Yes, the wedding was a private family moment, but it was also a career opportunity for both Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham. It was a business deal of a different kind. And the lawsuit might have just ruined that deal. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. Today's episode was written and produced by me, Claudia Williams, and by Imi Harper. If you enjoyed this episode of The Sensemaker, you can hear more in our weekly podcast, The Slow Newscast, where we dive deeper into the world of luxury weddings and nightmare group chats and dig into the details of Nelson Peltz's lawsuit. Listen by clicking on the link in this episode's description.
1: Tortoise. Hello, I'm Jeevan Varsiger. I'm climate editor at Tortoise and host of a new podcast called Counter Crisis from the Centre for Disaster Protection, a UK government-funded international organisation which works to change how the world plans and pays for disasters. If you follow the news, you'll know that more people than ever are in need of humanitarian assistance. War and climate change are affecting millions, but the solutions haven't really kept pace. Finance is key. We saw during the pandemic that the countries that found it easiest to borrow money were the most able to respond and not the countries that were the most affected. Across three episodes, covering disasters, the losses caused by climate change and our response to disease outbreaks, I'm going to try and make sense of this. Why are the current ways we respond to crises inadequate? And how can we do better? I'll be speaking to experts to rethink the recovery from crisis and find out why pre-arranged finance can help get aid where it's needed. You can listen now. Search for Counter Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode.